welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I will be talking about The Liar's Crown by Abigail Owen, a YA slash new adult fantasy novel that I found at Target. It is published by the same publisher that had the Fractures book and Echoes, well, which have episodes, I think, in like January, February 2021. And those books are wild. They're like YA thrillers and I love them and they're so wild. But it's not like the publisher's Entangled, which is not like a big name. I don't know. Anyway, so I was intrigued by the premise of this book, which is basically that every other generation, the royal family of the desert, um, there's like seven like kingdoms all like named after like their type of weather. So Arid is the name of the kingdom that the main character comes from, and that is the desert kingdom. So shocking. Anyways, but I guess that one is like a queendom because it's ruled by women. Anyways, every other generation... A set of twins is born and the older one like gets like a name and it's like no basically okay so there's a set of twins and the younger one is basically a body double for their older sister and um, steps in whenever something dangerous happens and so the younger one her name is Marin and she's our main character at the beginning of the book their grandma dies and so her sister the heck is her sister's name? I should really know because Tabra. Okay, so her sister Tabra is about to be coronated as queen, but the shadowy figure kidnaps Marin, thinking that she's Tabra, and then we—that is where the book goes from there. So I'll do um, more explanation as I get further into the plot summary, which we're not there yet. So I read this book mostly-ish when I was in Florida. And then finished it when I got back. And I finished it at least two weeks ago, maybe longer. Uh, Perhaps even three weeks ago. Somewhere between two and three weeks ago. And uh, I'm just now getting around to recording it. Because I procrastinated a lot. And I finished the next week's episode book. The book for next week's episode. That's the way I should have said it. The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi by Shannon Cheka. Chakra boarding, and I have to record that. So I was like, okay, I better record this because I promised it in last week's episode, Secretly Yours, which if you didn't listen to it, I would. It's fun. I thought that book was great. It did get mixed reviews by other people, but I didn't think about it too hard, and it was a great vacation read. So I enjoyed it. But, anyways, so I'm going to be talking about The Liar's Crown today. I think this is going to be a shorter episode because. A, I read the book two weeks ago, so the finer points are lost in my mind. And B, I don't have as many things to say about it. So with that, I must do two things before we get into the plot summary. The first is issue a spoiler warning. If you do not want The Liar's Crown to be spoiled, stop here. Go read the book. Would I recommend it? Um, maybe? Like, I enjoyed it. I don't think that be I don't think it's doing a lot of new things for the genre beyond being kind of this like new adultness. So like if you want a new adult fantasy then this is good and like 
There's also, like, one other plot point, which I'm not going to tell you here because it would be a spoiler that's, like, very, like, new. But the rest of it doesn't feel super innovative necessarily. But it's not like I didn't enjoy the book. I thought it was good. Um, But, yeah, so I would maybe recommend it, like, if you really like fantasy. But if you, like, get tired of YA fantasy, this one might not be for you. And then um, I don't have personally any trigger warnings that I feel necessary to give. The book at the at the end of the book, it like does list some things that like do happen like violence, gore, death, kidnapping, poverty, and sexual content. Please take care of your own triggers and limits. Now, I will say I actually really appreciate that when you start the book, it says that there's like a list of triggers at the back. And I actually really appreciate it. It says uh, at Entangled, we want our readers to be well informed If you would like to know if this book contains any elements that might be of concern for you, please check the back of the book for details, which I think is really nice. And I think that more books that have triggering content in them should have that there at the beginning. I personally don't think there is anything in this book unless like you've been kidnapped. And if you have, I'm so sorry for being blasé about that. But um, I think the one thing is that like there is like an on page sex scene that happens at the end of the book. And so if you're 12, I don't think it was super raunchy, but still at 12, like you maybe don't want to be reading. You don't want your 12 year old maybe to be reading about it. So anyways, I personally don't have any trigger warnings, but I just wanted to say that this book provides content warnings because I, anyways, that happens. I think it's a cool thing that they do that. I think more books should do that. That way you don't have to constantly be searching the internet and accidentally spoil yourself. I also like that it's at the end. So you're not forced to read them. Um, the um, second book in the Tita Rosie's mystery, kitchen mystery series, what is that one called? Homicide and Hollow Hollow. It has like a list. Actually, maybe all of those like list the potential triggers at the beginning of the book, like in the author's note before you can even get to the story, which I appreciate. But now I like that this one says directs you to the back because when you read trigger warnings, they can provide spoilers for things that might happen later. Like in the love hypothesis, book of the month says like, this is a spoiler for the love hypothesis, but basically book of the month is like, there is a sexual assault scene or something. No, I guess it wasn't sexual assault. Maybe it was, I don't know. There, I can't remember, something like that. So then I'm waiting the entire book like for that to happen and then it doesn't happen until the last like 100 pages or something like that. So that is the downside of trigger warnings, which I feel like I've talked about this before on my channel, and now I like to issue them, my channel, like I'm a YouTuber, my podcast, sorry guys, I like to issue them now after the spoiler warning, so if you didn't want spoilers, you would have already clicked off. Clicked off again like I'm a YouTuber, you would have just stopped listening, I don't know. Okay, I've been just rambling for seven and a half minutes almost, so let's do this plot summary. So I've already told you that Marin is this twin, And nobody knows she exists beyond her great aunt, who is the twin to the queen, her grandma. And so she's been raised as a body double. And, like, she lives in a different city, but there are these magical portals. And each kingdom has one, except for Arid, which has two. So she lives in the city with the other one, so she can go back and forth. And in her, like, life as Marin, the, like, desert street rat or whatever... She has this friend named Kane, who is uh, the son of, like, the leader of this, like, traveling 
nomad desert people group. There was like a name for it, Caliph, maybe something like that. I can't remember if that's right or not. And so she's like becomes friends with him. But then right at the beginning of the book. Oh, and then also there's like magic. Um, but there's two, so there's most people don't have any. And then there's like soul magic and elemental magic. And she's got elemental magic. She can manipulate sand. And her sister supposedly has soul magic, but it hasn't manifested yet. Anyways, their grandma dies. So she is going to the castle to um, go be a body double for her sister. And they're like debating when she's going to like what event she'll step in for anyway. So she's on her way to like the coronation or pre-coronation thing. And the shadow figure called the Shadow Wraith ends up kidnapping her takes her to a portal and portals her to one of the other kingdoms, like the forest kingdom. I don't remember what it was called. And it's taking her to Tindra, which is obviously the winter kingdom. Now, we must know that there is this evil immortal king of Tindra named uh, Edelin. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how I'll be saying it. And he basically is evil and he has been killing queens from Arid for hundreds of years. Not He doesn't always kill one of them, but he will. And so then the body double will like step in, the, twi- the other twin will step in and become the queen. And so none of the people know that. But like, so he must know that they're twins, but like, we don't know. Oh, also at the beginning, the very first like scene is a prologue is the sisters like being born and there's, like, a sand nymph there to, like, bless the babies. And she's been sent by Edelin and is supposed to curse the, like, oldest one. But then she ends up cursing the younger twin, Marin. But we don't know what the curse is. Anyways, so the Shadow Wraith, he has been, like, known for, like, stealing people who are, like, out at night. And, you know, we're, like, sus. Like, why did he steal her? Why did he steal the queen? Because he thinks that he has the queen. And we end up finding out his name is Revan. So anyways, they're, like, adventuring, and of course they're enemies, but then later, like, feelings develop, and they sort of also become friends. And Marin ends up finding out that Revan is a shedding of Edelin, basically, because at first she thinks that he is Edelin, because they look similar, right? Because he's, like, the younger version of him. So basically, we end up finding out that Edelin, like, every... I don't know, 50 years or something like that, will, like, shed a part of his soul to become, like, another version of him, basically. And, like, that has, like, all the other emotions and feelings and all this other stuff inside. I'm not explaining it very well, but this was the really cool, innovative part of the story. And so then the older one, like, will teach them everything they need to know and then die. And so, like, Revan has, like, control of the shadows, but he also has all of the evil inside of Edelin inside of him because he was, like, the last good part inside Edelin. And so he was like, I fought to be the one to take over. So sometimes the bad guys, the bad parts of his soul, like, break through and, like, do things, whatever. So anyways, Revan ends up taking Marin to his, like, hideaway where he's, like, brought all these different people who needed to escape and was, like, the reason why he stole her is because Tindra is sinking and she has sand power, so she she wants, or he wants her to, like, help, like, reinforce the land and raise it back up so it doesn't sink into the ocean. 
But then we find out that Tabra is engaged to Edelin, like he went there. And there was also like this, like this necklace that she was gifted. Anyways, it turns out it was like cursed, but we don't like know. It was like forcing her sister to like fall in love with him and like become a different person. I don't know. It's unclear. So anyways, eventually it comes out. Well, when it comes out that Tabra is still there, she says there's a body double and but she's the real queen. But then eventually it comes out that actually that's not the case. And Marin explains and she's like, I need to get to the king or to my sister to like steal her away from the king so he doesn't marry her. But then they get under attack by Edelin's men. They like come and like try and burn down the like um, sanctuary place. Kane ends up finding her, her friend from the beginning of the book, who's, like, in love with her. But by this point, she's, like, into Revan. And so there's, like, this big fight, and they almost, like, all die. But Marin at the last second, is able to, like, make a portal to get all the people through. And then her and Revan end up, like, facing off against Edelin and her sister. And she, like, yanks the locket off her sister and, like, pushes her sister through a portal but then, and then Revan, like, dies, except he doesn't actually die. See, I'm, like, a little shit, I'm a little foggy on this, like, exactly how it happened, but he, she thinks he's dead, but then it turns out he's not, but then she gets captured by Edelin, and he's, like, wait, you have the curse, so, like, for some, somehow they're bound together, but, like, I still don't really understand what this curse was, and then, it's the the setup for the next book is that Revan's gonna have to come after and save Marin, who's like pretending to be Tabra again and pretending to be like in love with Edelin so that he thinks his like magic's working on her, I guess. So there you go. There's the book. I mean, that was pretty short. Um, for one of my plot summaries, I would say. Now, was it the best? No. But if you want better, you can just read the book. Um. So I guess let me pause to take a sip of water and then we'll get into the discussion section. Okay, so I think where I want to start is with this curse. I don't understand what the curse is. Like, no, it sounds like, first of all, Marin didn't realize she was cursed. Revan is the one who knows there's a curse, I think, is how it happens. Yeah, and then we end up finding out that, like, the her and her sister were born like just a few years after Revan was like shed from Edelin. And so he's like just a few years older than her, I guess. Like, I don't know if when he's shed, he's like a baby. It doesn't really sound like that. I don't I, I don't know. That part's not very clear to me. Anyways, they're almost the same age, sort of, but he's got like a he's also kind of like immortal, but like he's not. I don't know. Anyways, so um yeah, I don't understand what this curse is. They, like, kind of, like, speculate about it. And then I speculated that, basically, he sent them to... He sent the... Oh, my God. He sent the Sand Nymph to, like, curse the Tabra, I guess. But but then it became Marin. Anyways, sent the Sand Nymph to go curse them, one of them, whoever. You know what I mean. Right after Revan was gone oh wait it was like after Revan escaped it was just a few years after he escaped ah yes okay that is what it was because he escapes from Edelin instead of like staying under his control anyways so I thought and like there was this whole because this is new adult and they like Marin and Revan do have sex near the end of the book 
And that is, like, actually relevant plot because that's, like, when they have sex, like, Revan, he, he, like, loses control of, like, the force field, shadow field that is, like, keeping everybody out of the sanctuary. And then that's how all the bad guys get in to attack them. So, like, that's not great. But anyways, so... He when they're like about to do that, they like talk about like birth control, but like that doesn't exist. And he's like, I can't like father any children, basically. And then I thought, well, if Edelin lost his like Revan, basically, he lost his rem oh remnants. That's what they were called, I think. If he lost them, then and now he's trying to marry Tabra, which he's never tried to marry any of them before. I was like, did they get cursed? to be able to have his children and that's why he's trying to marry her so he can have some heirs now i don't know how that would work because he would still die so maybe that's like not a great interpretation of the curse but then it's like the one he needs is actually not the one that he was going to marry or what or did marry i don't really remember if the marriage i think it i think it happened before they could stop it i don't know but Anyway, so that was my thought of what the curse might be. And then I was like, well, then maybe Marin will just end up being secretly pregnant in the other book. I'm not personally, wow, this is, this is going to expose me. I'm not personally a secret baby, secret pregnancy trope hater. I know a lot of people don't like it. It does not bother me. And as long as it's like kind of well done or I've, you know, that's what you're getting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I don't shy away from that stuff. But I know a lot of people don't like it. But anyways, don't really know. That's probably not what the case is. I still don't understand what the curse is. If somebody else has read this, please tell me if you know what the curse is and I'm just being, like, dumb. Like, I did read this, like, not entirely paying attention the whole time. Like, I was, there was a lot of stopping and starting because I was reading it while I was, like, outside. And so, anyways, it, it was my vacation book and then, like, I slowly read the last 150 pages when I got back from Florida so I don't know the other thing that was like not super clear was the magic system in this one like I said that there's the normal people the soul magic and the elemental magic and they have names which I don't remember and don't seem super important and I just felt like it wasn't explained very well or very much at all and there's also some magical creatures because um when they're, like, going from the forest kingdom to the, like, winter, like, frozen one, there's, like, this giant monster. Like, there's giant monsters in the water, basically, which is why they don't sail and they have these portals because the monsters, like, kill all the ships and the people. And so, yeah, like, I don't want... I guess that's magic. And then there was also, like, the other thing was that, like, the world was created by these seven goddesses who have since retired, and then they have, like, these trees that, like, fire-burning trees. I don't know, like, special trees. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I didn't understand the magic in this one. Like, it felt like, like, the magic was important. I guess, actually, it very much was, because that was the whole thing with Revan. So, I guess let's talk about Revan. The most, like, interesting and innovative part of this book was him and his storyline like I've never heard of a person like I've never read in a fantasy like somebody shutting parts of their souls into this new vessel that is like them but like also isn't I, I don't know if that makes sense um and it was interesting because at the end of the book there is an author's note and um or I guess it was the acknowledgments and here I'll read it to you oh 
okay my postcard my bookmark was this postcard i got from where i had dinner the last night in florida and it's like this little like fish place and the whole thing is like encrusted with seashells and there's the seashells in your tables it was really cool anyways basically the author says Marin and Revan's story started with a single kernel of an idea an obscure Grimm's fairy tale about a man who shed his shadow and when the shadow turned real he took over the man's life so that idea is clearly like where Revan came from so like I thought that was interesting. I don't know that fairy tale. I've never read anything like this. Now, obviously, there are things out there where, like, shadows are kind of like a different personality. You lose your shadow, like Peter Pan or whatever. So, like, that's not necessarily new, but I thought the way that Revan's whole storyline was done was very new, very innovative, very different, and I enjoyed that a lot. However, like, the world was, like, I've seen that before. Like, who hasn't seen the fantasy world where each kingdom is just a different like type of what is it what is the biome not is it biomes like the desert the tundra the forest the maritime one and like all of their names were like that like here i'll read you what the seven kingdom names were because there's a map we've got arid which is the desert one wilderness i mean they're spelled differently but like with like wise and stuff so we got wilderness which was the forest one tindra which is the tundra tropicus which is clearly the tropical one mariana which is the maritime like island one and savannah which is like the savannas in africa so not super new the mat like the rest of the magic is like you've kind of seen it before but you've seen it fleshed out and better so you know, it is what it is. Let's see. Oh, the other main gripe I have with this book is that the, like, book flap at the end, it's like, darkness is looming and the only way to save my sister in our dominion is to kill Edelin and the Shadow Wraith who has stolen my heart. Except there's literally not a single moment in the entire book where Marin, well, like, once she gets kidnapped, she obviously is like, I should, like, kill this man and run away. Like, Yeah. But then, like, once she falls in love with him, like, once you get past the halfway mark, there's never a point where she's like, in order to save myself and save my sister, I need to kill both Edelin and Revan. Like, there's never a point where she contemplates the fact that she should kill Revan or needs to kill him. Instead, she's, like, worried about him and wants him to live and survive. And so that feels like, first of all, that's very compelling marketing. However, it's also false advertising because that's not what this is about at all she's not actually trying to kill Revan now if she did then there's not any because like at one point near the end like the other remnants inside him like take over and like kidnap her and like bring her to Edelin or whatever so maybe I don't know if it goes down exactly like that but they definitely take over at different points and so like Yes, if he died, then you don't have to worry about Edelin being in the world at all. But also, he's your love interest, so I don't think you're going to kill him. I don't know. That's just me. I guess there's kind of a love triangle with Kane, But, like, she's pretty clearly, like, not into him once she meets Revan. She's like, mm, sorry, bro, we're just friends. And he's like, well, you could just marry me. And she's like, no, no, I cannot. I will not do that. So there is that. 
And I guess the final question that that leaves us with is, will I continue on with the series? The answer is, I don't know. Like, if I'm out and about a year from now and I see the next book at the Target and it's got a pretty cover, like this one's a very interesting cover. It's like black and then it's got like these pink and purple flowers all the way like around. But then there's like this random skull with a crown on it. I don't, I don't understand. Sorry, I was tapping on the cover. I don't understand why there is a skull. There was really not that much death. I mean, like, a, people did die in the fight scene at the end, so, like, there was death there. But, like, the skull just feels, like, random to me versus, like, the Kingdom of the Wicked series have skulls on all the covers, which are very haunting and kind of creepy, um, but, like, also very pretty. Um, but, like, I don't get why this one needs a skull because it doesn't feel as... Um, topical I guess like in Kingdom of the Wicked it makes a lot of sense why there are skulls this book like it doesn't make sense to me so anyways but like if the so maybe I'll continue on like what do I think happens in the next book I think that they're probably separated for a good chunk of it except that would mean that they're now it's not just going to be single point of view anymore if that's the way it is but I don't know um yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about this book. I don't think I necessarily that this episode really was is going to make you want to go out and buy it and read it. But I mean, that's just, I just was telling you how it is and my confusion and my gripes and this and that. Like, it was a good sort of like vacation read, but it was like, other than like the Revan idea behind him, there was nothing super standout or new or anything like that. Like, I did... Well, I guess I did like this idea of, like, twins and one of them is not allowed to, like, live her own life. Like, there was a lot of going for it, but it just, like, didn't hit. Like, it was good. Like, I liked it. It's not going to be on a worst books list for me. Like, it was enjoyable, but it didn't hit hard. Like, it was not, like, out of this world. It wasn't even, like, great. Like, it was just good. Like, I enjoyed it. I had a nice time. And now I move on to the next book. You know what I mean? So versus like, if I'm going to continue with a fantasy series that I don't already have the books for, they're not already out. Like, I want to be gripped. Like, I want to really, really want to know what the heck is going to happen in the next one. And I just didn't really feel that way about this. So maybe I'll continue on. Maybe I won't. Check back in with me a year from now. So I guess let's talk about a fantasy book that did grip me and whose follow-up, like the rest of the trilogy, I'm very much excited for. And that is The the Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi by Shannon Chakraborty, which is what next week's episode is going to be on. And I have to record it after this because your girl's a procrastinator and is like, yeah, I'll just record two episodes and edit one all in one day. And it's like a very nice day out. It wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be raining and having severe winds. So I changed up my weekend plans. And uh, no, it was actually really nice. And I spent like an hour and a half reading like 150 pages of a book earlier today. So I don't know. I guess. So yeah, Amina, The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi next week. And you can hear all about that. I really liked it and I would recommend it. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It would mean a lot to me, and it will help other people find this podcast, which would be amazing. 
If you want to chat with me about this book, this episode, or this podcast, you can DM me on Instagram at I read a book once blog. You could also follow me while you're there. I haven't been posting, um, but if you do DM me, I will get back to you eventually when I look at it. You could also email me at I read a book once blog at gmail.com and we can chat that way as well. So with that, my name is Emma. This was I read a book once and I'll catch you guys next time.